0: Good morning, Nachum. Good Arif Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of, privilege of reading Parshas Vayishlach. Parshas Vayishlach, according to the Chinuch, contains the third mitzvah found in the book of Bereshis. al lo yochlu b'nei Yisrael as Gid Noshe. The Jewish people are not to eat the sciatic nerve as found in the animal to this very day, because Yaakov, our patriarch, was injured in his encounter with the guardian angel of Esav uh, on the night before their very special meeting. And take a look in the Ramban, who sees in this uh, wrestling match a portend, a prophecy throughout history, that Esau will try to topple Yaakov. But in the end, just as Yaakov survived that night, so too will he survive until, please God, the coming of Moshiach. I'd like to focus on the opening four words of the parasha. The parsha, as we know, begins with Yaakov Avinu sending a elaborate gift to his brother Esav, trying to win him over, that Esav should not be so upset and angry with him that he took the blessings from him some 20, uh, no, it's 20 plus 14, 34 years ago. So the Torah tells us, Vayishlach Yaakov Malochim Lifanov. Literally, Yaakov sent messengers before him. Now Rashi tells us that the word Malochim, which can be explained as I did, messengers, it means Malochim Mamosh. Not messengers, but angels. Yaakov sent angels. And what prompts Rashi to take this explanation he bases it on the Medrash, and if you take a peek at the very end of Parashas Vayetze, literally the last two verses, and we're told that when Yaakov comes back to the land of Israel, so he is greeted by the Torah tells us that he is greeted by Malache Elokim, literally the angels of God. And Rashi explains there that just as by Yaakov's dream of the ladder and the angels were Yordim, the Olim, literally they were not going down and coming up but just the opposite. They were Olim, the Yordim they were rising up the ladder and then coming down. So one of the explanations is the angels that were with Jacob in the land of Israel were ascending the ladder and angels that were going to be with Jacob outside of the land of Israel were descending the ladder. And now what do we have? Now that Jacob has, quote, come home, so the Torah tells us Yaakov halach ledarko after leaving his brother Esav and leaving Uncle Lavan. Vayifku What does he do? He meets, he encounters the angels of Hashem. These are, according to one explanation, angels of the land of Israel, and they have come to welcome Yaakov home. Now, the Sefer Darche Musar, by Rav Yaakov Naiman, has a very insightful essay on this topic of Yaakov and his utilization of angels. And he asks, what does the word lefanov come to teach us? After all, the verse, which means literally in front of him, before him, Yaakov, the verse could have said, he sent angels, and continue after the third word, El to his brother asav What does Lefanov, before him, add? And so he has a very interesting concept, and that is as follows. There are two different types of angels. Namely, there are angels that were created starting with the second day of creation. At the end of the first paragraph, and the Torah says that at the end of the first day, Vayera Vahivoker, Yom Echad, it was literally one day. It doesn't say the first day, even though all the other days are Shani, Shlishi, and Ravi, second, third, and fourth. So literally the one that comes before the second should have been the first. It doesn't say Yom Rishon, which means first. It says Yom Echad, day one. And Rashi tells us there that this refers literally to the world and God. Hashem was one at this time on day one that even the angels were not created until day two. But there are angels that we know that God created and they serve God as his literally messengers. The angels of Gabriel, Michael, These are different angels that God dispatches and he utilizes. That is one type of angel. But there's another kind of angel, and that is, we find in the fourth chapter of Pirkei Avos, that Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov taught he who performs a mitzvah, konelo he acquires for himself an advocate, and our rabbis understand this to mean literally, he acquires for himself an angel, an advocate, a positive one on his behalf. And, unfortunately, one who commits a sin, a transgression, acquires for himself a prosecutor, a bad, quote, angel. Now, the question over here is, in terms of the angels that a person creates, we find the commentary on Pirkei Ovos that the Knesset Yisrael, in his commentary, writes that we're being taught in this Mishnah that commensurate with an individual's performance of the mitzvah, if he does it in a sense of enthusiasm, completeness, with thinking it out, and joy, and preparation, then this type of a positive mitzvah creates an angel who is strong and who can go to bat for him in a great sense. However, if a person does a mitzvah perfunctorily, out of habit, without preparation, without putting time and effort and joy into it, such a, quote, malach, angel that he creates, is going to be weak and unable to really advocate on that person's behalf. And where do we see this, he points out very sharply? And what I'm going to tell you now is not Pshat, the literal translation, but it's most exciting because it's an interesting deduction from the following. Avram Avinu is about to do the Akedah. He has the knife in his hand when God sends Amalach, an angel, to stop him. And the angel tells him Al tishlach yodcha el han-na'ar. That's it. Don't Extend your hand and do any harm to the lad who is Yitzhak Avinu, thirty seven years old bound on the altar. And then he goes on to say, watch Kiato Yadati, now I know Kiorelo Kimato, that you are a God fearing individual, for and you did not hold back Bincho your one son, your only son. Me many, literally from me. Now, what does it mean from me? The angel is speaking to Yaakov. He should have said to Yaakov, Now I know that you are God fearing because you did not hold back your one and only son from God. What's me many from me? So the Darche Musar explains so sharply. Mimeni, from me, look at me. Look at the angel that you have created. Look how strong and powerful and advocate I am on your behalf. Why am I this strong? Mimeni, learn, because you are your I know you are a strong, God-fearing man from my very essence and my very being that you have created. So now that there are these two categories, of angels, I ask you, my friend, which of these two sets of angels did Yaakov choose from in order to send a uh, delegate and delegation to his brother Esav? And we continue with the Darche Musar, and he suggests that the word Lifvanav is not simply giving you a direction that Jacob is sending messengers before him, but rather he's taking from the angels that are before him all the time, namely his angels, the angels that he created with his ma'asim tovim. As we say that Yaakov tells Esau in Lavangarti, which our rabbis understand to mean not just that I sojourn or live with love on 20 years, but taryag Misfo shamarti, I observed to the best of my ability, I studied and fulfilled the 613 commandments. And so from Yaakov's observance of these commandments, he created angels from those that were for of, Those that were before him, he took and sent as these uh, emissaries to his brother, Esau. What a powerful idea is being expressed at the very opening part of this parsha. Lest someone think, oh my goodness, Yaakov sends angels. What does that have to do with me? Number one. It has to do with each and every one of us that your, our actions count, what we do. Our actions are so significant. Our actions, as we're taught in chapter 4 of Ovo's, create angels and commensurate with that which we put into our actions That is the way the angels that we are going to create will be. And this is true in all our actions. Now, look, our belief in angels. Interestingly, the Talmud in Brachos teaches that in yesteryear, when they were more cognizant of their being accompanied by angels, when they went into the bathroom, they said to the angels, His kabdu. Please, wait outside for me. We don't do this today. We're not so haughty to proclaim that they're accompanying us. But listen carefully. Please go out tonight and every Friday night. Whether you sing it or you say it. Shalom Aleichem. What are you doing? Stop for a moment. You are literally welcoming angels. Your observance of Shabbos is creating an angel. Your recitation of Kiddush tonight is creating an angel. If you're going to pause beforehand and say to yourself, Wow, what a privilege to fulfill a biblical commandment. Wow, I understand that this is reminding me and those at my table that God is the Zecher. He is, this is a remembrance of creation. It's a remembrance of his being Yitzias Mitzrayim, the one who liberated us and the one who's involved in our lives. It is such a different kind of Kiddush than if one simply perfunctorily recites the words that he said last week and I'll say next week and he doesn't catch, doesn't focus on the meaning thereof. And this is true with the mitzvah of Kiddush. That we're going to do tonight, and it's true regarding all mitzvos that we do. Kitshanubim mitzvosav. We're going to say next week, next Saturday night, the three blessings before we recite Ner Chanukah, and two blessings each night. If you think what the words mean, the God literally performed miracles. There was no way, in accordance with the natural events of this world, that the few would defeat the many. But just as God intervened then, it gives us the inspiration, the excitement to go on with the future, despite the fact that there are so many that don't yet appreciate the value of the Jew. And so, we have this very powerful idea, learning from Yaakov that Lifvonav, his angels were there for him, and my friends, so too, I pray, will yours be there for you, because your actions do count. Shabbat Shalom to all.